For the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchery as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian living. Bishop Edward Butchery is a son of Bishop Dagwood Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Macarius Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butchery for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. Speak to the Lord that he will touch your heart this evening and that his word will fill you. Whatever you have to hear so that your life is blessed tonight, pray that God will open your heart to receive his blessing through his word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 22 and verse number 30. What's happening to this screen? It's not working. It's off, man. You are not aware. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 30. All right. Let's read the word of God. It says, but when the Pharisees... What has happened to everything that you are doing? 22, I think we read from 30... Is it 34? But when the Pharisees... Let's read from that one. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to 34, Matthew 22 and verse 34. The title of the message is, If You Love the Lord. Yes, if you love the Lord. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it. The second commandment, the second greatest commandment is like the first one. And that one says, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, all of us call ourselves Christians, I, I presume. For instance, you can call yourself Mendy because of the family you come from. That's the name. Now, there is somebody who carried that name and passed it on to you. Without that person, you wouldn't have had that name. So, who you are originates from a stock. How you are identified, it comes from a source. And the source is always a human being, somebody. You cannot be described in isolation as if you just appeared. Even Elijah, who just appeared, Elijah the Tishbite, they described where he was coming from. So everybody's identity is taken from a source. Now, what it means is that where you come from, you must respect and appreciate who you are and who you are is always linked to somebody. For instance, if you grew up knowing your father, it is your father's name that you carry. It's your father's blood that is in you. Now, what is expected of you is that you should love, respect that man who happens to be your father. Because everybody wants something for themselves. Is that not so? You want something for yourself. And you want good things. Nobody wants bad things. You want good things. You don't want somebody to just get up and insult you. And insult your tribe. And insult your father. And insult you and take you for granted. You have respect and value for yourself. Now, it is the same thing that you must also do for others. If you treat people in a negative way. You don't respect people. You look down upon people. But you want people to respect you. There is something very wrong with you. And it is because you do not take yourself for granted. 
Yeah. So, don't take people also for granted. That is why it starts with how you relate with the person whose life, whose presence, influence, has given you the identity that you have as a human being. And we are talking in real terms here about God. He is the originator of our lives. He is the creator of us. Before we found ourselves in this body, this color, this tribe you come from, your gender, how you look, he knew you. He was there. That is why Jesus emphasized to people who were religious that sometimes, you see, people who are religious obey set rules that give them power and influence and authority. And sometimes they don't care the relationships they sacrifice to get their power. They don't care who they have to look down upon to become great. They take people for granted. They look down upon people because one of the uh, diff, di, uh, 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 unfortunate products of religiosity is pride. It makes you feel better than somebody. I said Christians feel better than Muslims. Muslims feel better than Christians. Buddhists feel better than everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in their religion, they feel they know better. And that's religiosity. It imposes on you a burden of pride. And it takes away humility that should go to who has made you who you are. And, and how to relate with people. It takes away that thing. That's why Jesus rebuked the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the Bible says that one of them who was a lawyer came to Jesus after he had rebuked the Sadducees. And he came to ask this question to tempt him. It's like he wants Jesus' answer to trap him. But he was dealing with the son of God who understood the word and the spirit of the word far more than the scribes and all the Sadducees and the uh, 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 council members in the synagogue. So he gave a classic uh, 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 response, which is the truth all of us must understand. Because, you see, many of us who call ourselves Christians in this modern era, whether you are Catholic, whether you are Anglican, whether you are uh, uh, Protestant, whether you are charismatic, whatever, 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 type of Christian you are. Many people don't love God. They love themselves. They don't care for other people. They look up and people. Yeah. That's what religion does. It divides us. But when we know that we all have one God, there is no division. Yeah. That is why Jesus projected this uh, commandment as the greatest of all commandments. Greatest. Verse 36. This is the first and great commandment. 39. Is it 36 to, how can you go to 36 to 39? 38, sorry, 37. 36 to 37. 36. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. It means love the Lord with your spirit. Love the Lord with your soul. Love the Lord also with your mind, with your intellect, with the blood that is in you, with the very life your soul depicts the blood and the life that you have. So when your blood leaves your body, your soul has departed you, then you are dead. And sometimes the blood will not leave. Some people die because they lose blood. Some people too have blood and they die. The spirit leaves them, but the blood is there. <laughs> The soul is there, but the spirit has left you. That's death. You see, that's how sleep is. Anytime you sleep, you are dead. That's why Jesus described people who died as they sleep. They are asleep. He sleepeth. But when the soul, which is the blood in you, spills, you are gone. But the body, as for this body there, is the, is the most useless part of us. Can't take it anywhere. Yeah. Can't take it anywhere. So, the instruction is that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. If you say you are a believer, ask yourself this question. Do you love God? Many of us don't. Hmm. This is an important question. And why is it an important question? 
Why is your love for God something that we should discuss? From the scriptures, the most important thing we need to do is to love God according to Jesus Christ. Why is it important to love God? Number one, loving the Lord is your most important duty to God. Loving the Lord is your most important duty to God. John chapter 21 and verse number 17. Let's start from 15. John 21, 15. John 21, 15. Go to 15. So, when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Then he said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again the second time. He, Jesus asked Simon the second time the same question. Lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Then Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. He asked him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Now, Peter was grieved. He was angry that Jesus was asking him for the third time. I mean, you have asked a question, I've answered. It's correct. And you are asking me again. And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Now, you see, the disciples had come to know that the end had come. And that they were entering another phase of their relationship with Christ and with the Holy Spirit. And that they were the ones who were going to do the work. And they were prepared in spirit to do it. But you see, what was important to Jesus was not the work they were going to do, but the love they had for him. Because without the love, the work will not be done. That is why many people who are in churches don't do the work of God. Because they don't love him. That's why many people who call themselves Christians do nothing in church. If you love God, number one, the evidence of your love for God is how you spend your day when you wake up. What you love is what you do first. What is important to you is indicative of what you, your, your heart follows after. If you take your phone in the morning when you wake up, do you read Bible? Some of you don't have Bibles on your phone. You don't open it. If we look at your uh, phone activity, your Bible, if even you have downloaded one, it's not opened. You love him, but nothing shows you love him. You see, a woman is not a stupid person. If you are a man and you open your mouth and you say, I love a woman, it is not the mouth you have opened that makes her believe that you love her. There are actions. There are things you do. If you don't call her, one week you have not called her, and you say, I'm busy, you are busy. You see, immediately the person knows that what you said is not true. When she sends you a message, you won't respond. You never visit her. You see, <laughs> when, you, when you are building a relationship, you are building that relationship into marriage because you love the person. And one of the easiest and, 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 and I mean, commonest things to do is to visit, to engage, to chat, to be with the person. To, it's like you, you like to be around the person. But when you see right from the onset, the person doesn't have time. When you ask, when are you coming? Um, I'm doing something, I'll call you back. She, he won't call you. You see, when you see those things, it is clear. You don't need a prophet. You don't need any third eye. From what you are seeing with this, your two eyes. It's enough to tell that this person is not committed. It's not serious. We see it. When somebody is not interested in you, you know it. When the person doesn't have time for you, you know it. Do you think God doesn't see? If we can see somebody's pretense, they say, I love you, but they are not there for you. They don't have time for you. You will see it. Do you think God doesn't see? Yeah. And many people don't love him. That's why the world today, they take God's word as hatred. And there are places when you start preaching, people rise up against you. There is no 
instruction or no command in the Bible that makes or teaches us to hate people if they are sinners. Jesus Christ, he, he was an embodiment of somebody who walked with sinners and the, the religious people found him some way. So just imagine in this world where if Jesus comes, he'll be walking and moving around homosexuals and those of us who are in church, we will say that he's a false prophet. He will be with people you don't like. He will go to places you think your religiosity doesn't allow you to go. And you will despise him because, see, you don't love him. You don't know who he is. And the things that pleases him are the things that despise, you despise. You see, some of you, your love for sinners is not because you want to win them. When Jesus related with all these sinful people, they became a multitude that believed and changed. Do you understand? He converted them and they were convicted of his love and the forgiveness of sins. That's the power of the love of God. And anybody who serves God must understand this. You see, that's when you see people who say they love God and they can tell you not to mingle with some people, not to do this, not because it's like, oh, uh, uh, the people, <laughs> God doesn't love them more. No, it is because they themselves, they don't love God. Yeah. How do you love him? What is the evidence of your love for God? If you love God, you will do this most important duty. It is, you see, he told Peter, he asked him three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? If you love me, it will be easy for you to do the work that you are supposed to do. You have people who are living in sin. Instead of you to speak to them to change, you are doing it with them. Today I was chatting with somebody who is a qualida in a church and she said something happened in church, in her church on Sunday when she met the choristers. She asked the question and then she realized that the people they are not real Christians. <laughs> she said she asked them whether if, uh, if they are walking by the roadside and they see a van that has a lot of money and it has had an accident and the money has cut it. What would they do? Everybody said, hey, I could take my portion. I would take my portion. Yeah. I would take my portion. You, if I ask you that question, it's not that you are coming to think about it. So, ask for me, I won't take it. I'll go and give it to Bank of Gambia. Uh, 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 Central Bank. Who is Central Bank? Uh, will you take the money and go? go? You will you will take your portion. Yeah. Yeah. Because as you are walking around, you are looking for miracle money. It's like, when you see this, you will say that, no, it must be God. It's like you have, they say, cast your nets into the sea, and then you lift, you try to pull the, draw the net, and you realize that, hey, mm, something has gone inside. It is the Lord. Yeah. You see, this heart is indicative of the fact that we have given our heart to other things apart from God. And those things have value in our eyes more than God himself. We should be careful. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Some people are, they backslid, you know. But they come to church because it is, they are religious. Yeah. That's what religiosity does. You are always in church. You will, eat the, you will go and do foolish things and come and eat the communion and convince yourself that your sins have been forgiven. Yeah. The, the, the things, they like pastors to pray for them. When, when a pastor prays for them and sprinkles water or incense on them, it's like demons have left them. Then they feel, you see them in the church walking towards the Father. Then you give them the thing they eat. Then, yeah, it's just pretentious. A public show of religious activities without the love for the Father. And we should be careful. God what he places value on is how you love him. For he so loved us that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And what will you give back to this God who has given you his son? For sins nobody can pay. 
for a destructive end of your life, nobody can deliver you from. What will you give back to him? There are some people who are ungrateful to their, is, to, is their, their nature is, no matter what you do for them, they don't value what you have done. Do you understand? Yeah, they don't. They, because you see, so you the person who, you've given them a job, you've given them a place to stay, you've done things for them. No. Once they have comfort, they feel that they are entitled to it and they are not obligated to you. They have nothing and no regard for you, the person. That's how human beings are. If you love the Lord, you will commit yourself to the greatest duty of all. It is more important than anything. Yeah. I mean, look, one day uh, there was a brother who was married and his wife came to report him. He doesn't provide money it's like he has married her. He has never asked her what she wants or bought anything for her. Yeah. Yeah. For about four or five years of the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy was surprised and angry. He said that she has a car. I bought a car. There's always food in the house. She doesn't buy fuel. I buy fuel. I service the car. The children don't need anything. She doesn't pay any bill in the house. I pay all the bills in the house. What does she need again? You see, to hear this from somebody who is married, it, it shows you, the person doesn't understand what marriage is. You didn't bring a woman into your life to come and look after your children and your house. It's like you are talking about a caretaker that you have placed there and satisfied her with everything. A, a, a marriage means that a companion, somebody you even chat with, somebody you think about, you travel, you move around, you can't even buy anything for her. I mean, hey, there are some men who are like that. Selfish. Yeah. They don't know what it is to love. When they have money, they, they think about their family members. But your first duty is to your wife. <laughs> Not even to your father and your mother who gave birth to you. You, you. you don't understand it. Your first duty is to the wife. Because the two shall live. You shall leave your father and your mother and you shall cleave. You shall become one. So the first priority in your life is that woman. And we had to explain it to him before. You see, yeah. How can you not know? Let's assume you didn't know. We have taught you. You are in the church. You see, what is your, your first priority as a Christian is your obligation to God. It's not to your pastor. It's not to anybody. It's to God. If you love God, you see that many things about you and how you work and how you relate with people will change. Many people are not real lovers of God, so they don't fear him. You see, if you love somebody deeply, it, it, is, it turns into respect. The person's feeling, you are sensitive to the person's feelings. You respond to the person's feelings. There are, there are women who love their children more than their husbands. And they, can, they don't care if they can say something to, to destroy the relationship between the, the father and the children so that they will be there and seen as the ones who care. Because it is the children who matter, not the man. So women are like that in their marriage. If you love the Lord, you are doing the very main thing. There is nothing that... Jesus sees as more important. You can come and play keyboard. You can go out. You see, he asked Peter three times, do you love me? Because the love is more important than you doing anything. If it is not there, you, you, you can't even do the things well for me. That's why many people are inactive. And it is because they don't love. That's why you can, you can speak to people and they become offended. Say, come and join this. Come and do this. Come and do this. No. It is, they don't love God. They don't understand. They, they've not matured to understand that this thing, eh, it's not about a man. Yeah. It's, it's not about a man. There is something supernatural about who we have become. And if you understand it, your sacrifices are not to any man, but to God. Because, you see, if you join the choir, or you become an usher, or whatever... Can the pastor pay you or give you anything to change your circumstance? No. It is God himself who steps into the situation. He, he remembers your labor of love. Because that's what it tends to. Anything you do in the house of God, because you love him, becomes a labor of love and he rewards it. 
Yeah. You see, I've, as a pastor, I've seen people who have been tremendously blessed. Not because I gave them any. I, I can't. It is God. Because of the love they have for God. They've offered themselves their time. They make sacrifices. They are steady, uh, st uh, uh, stable. They are consistent. They commit themselves to things that you give them to do. And you see that it is God who brings them favor. Yeah. It's favor. Yeah. If you, don't, if you don't understand it, you always, you see, you, 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 you pick up people you shouldn't pick up. You look at people and, and, and think that you are doing them a favor. You look down upon people. Number two, loving the Lord is the proper response to the love that God also has for you. Loving the Lord is the proper response to God's love. You know, there are people who are in marriages and relationships and they love their husbands or the husband love their wife. But sometimes they don't get that response back. Yeah. They don't get, they get wickedness. There are, if you study African history, many of the African leaders who gained independence for us, their vision, their commitment to their countries were supernatural. And you see the West and Russia, they, these two superpowers, they wanted to still have influence over Africa. And they made sure that the people who are following these leaders, will, will, they made them believe that these people, they don't love your country. You see, that's how come they started doing the coups, over, uh, overthrowing them, killing them. And ever since, they started that cycle of eliminating the leaders. We have never been the same. Yeah, you be careful of somebody who makes you dislike authority. That's Satan. Yeah, <laughs> the response you must give to God is to love Him, not to be suspicious of Him. First John four nineteen, beautiful. He says we love Him because what? He first loved us. If God did not love you first, Pasabala, you won't be here. For by grace we are saved through faith, not of ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He loved us for he so loved us when we didn't even know what was against us that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus Christ was sent into the world to die 2023 years ago. When you were not born. Nobody living here on earth is 2000 years. Nobody crossed 1000 years. Yeah. And if you don't understand it, you will not respond to it. You sometimes some people grow under parents they don't appreciate and respect. It is when they make mistakes and the parents are no more, then they realize how foolish they've been. But in our case, our God, he never dies. Yeah. He never dies. And if you don't love him, you will discover at the time that you are about to die. Not when the person has died and gone. When you are about to die, you realize that, hey, I made a mistake because the spirit of deception, it turns your heart away from loving God back and responding to his love. Satan's agenda for the world is to mislead us and look at God and treat him with suspicion. Adam and Eve need, needed nothing. They, they had everything that pertained to life and to godliness. And the thing that God said they shouldn't do, if they loved the Lord, they wouldn't have touched that thing. Yeah. You are supposed to be more in love with God as you think about his love for you, you see, when you say, do you know why God told uh, Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Let me tell you something. If you sit down, you, and you start thinking about God and his word, what will come into your heart is the spirit of love that comes from God. You will know and understand that he truly loves you. That's why throughout my, my, my growth in the church, I never followed people whose hearts didn't respond to instructions. I came into the church with friends. They brought me into the church. I came to meet friends. But I realized that when my pastor tells us to do something that is based on the scripture, they respond negatively. And I had been spending time praying for the spirit of faithfulness. And I had come to know that God loves me. Because one day, I was sitting down and I heard a voice say, if you don't change, you will die. And when I changed and I gave my life to Christ, I knew that I had been given more time to live. 
And so I surrender. That's why I stand on the scripture. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 as my mantra that if nothing at all, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He gave himself for me. Nobody gave themselves for me. You see, sometimes when you are with your parents and you are misbehaving and you are doing things, it gets to a point, they stop. They can't do anything. When you are in school and you cause problems, they leave you to your distraction. The best at, 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 point, at a point is that the, the state can put you in prison and li, cut you off from everybody. Yeah. So that's, how, that's how come demons, when they are in people, their only response is, leave me, leave me, leave me. Yeah, leave me. God doesn't leave you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. When you understand how he loves you, you will humble yourself. It, when you reflect on it, you will be sober. You won't be proud. You won't, you, won't, you won't find it difficult to do things. That's how come I'm not somebody who likes singing in the choir. But when I was told to be in the choir, I joined the choir. We started the choir. I was not an usher. I, I, I mean... I came to the church. I, I chose and I, I appointed myself as an usher and I told the pastor, I want to be an usher if you love the Lord. You see, when a man is in love with a woman, he can give all his money and he will walk home. But there are many men, eh? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, some people do not respond properly to the love that God has shown them. It's a natural way of life for some people. No matter how you love them, they don't, they don't, give, they don't return it. They don't respond. They are dead dogs. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't be like such people. If you know what has been done for you. You see, the world doesn't know the price that God paid for our sins. That's why people still offer sacrifices of blood in seasons to wash away sins. There is no animal blood that can wipe away your sins. It is a human blood. The human blood is the ultimate sacrifice. And it was no, no other blood than the blood of Jesus, the son of God himself. They say he was born of the virgin. Now who impregnated the virgin? And the, the scripture explains it to us that uh, the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and she conceived and they believe in the virgin birth but they still say he's not the son of God. Look, even if he's not the son of God and that his blood was shed, a human being's blood, I tell you, it should tell you something. Greater love hath no man that the man should lay down his life for his friend. Yeah, greater love. That's why when you don't walk in love, you see, you are cursed. And one day you will, you will hear, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I know you not. Hmm? All right. Last point. Loving the Lord is the best preparation for judgment. If you love the Lord, you are preparing in the best way for judgment. Because he's the one who's going to judge us. He's seated on the right-hand side of the Father today, interceding for us. You see, the first coming of Jesus was to save us from our sins. But the second coming of Jesus is to take away those who believed in him. That's the rapture. And then after that will be the judgment and the wrath of God on those who are left behind. He will suffer. And sometimes, if, 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 if we are raptured and those who didn't believe are left behind. Some of them will come to believe, but you see, at that time, it you will suffer for believing in the name of Jesus. That's when the mark of the beast and all those things will happen. That you can't run away. You will be forced to serve Leviathan, the dragon. First John four seventeen. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness 
in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. You see, if somebody tells you, if you have a boss, okay, and he tells you specific things that you have to do, and you do them the same way it has to be done, even if you don't get a certain kind of result, and there's a meeting to assess you, do you understand? You won't receive queries. You won't be condemned. You will be helped to improve. But if it is obvious that what you were told to do, you didn't do it, you are out. Because sometimes they know it's not easy to implement some of the things. So you made the effort. You see, that's why Paul said, Paul planted, Apollos watered. But as for the increase, it came from God. Yeah. Herein is our love made perfect. If you love the Lord, you will be bold in the day of judgment. When you are being asked what you did, you won't hide. When Adam and Eve sinned, they, they started to prepare themselves to hide. So when God came and was calling them, they didn't respond because they knew what they had done. And God realized that these people, they've done wrong. Everybody here knows what is right and wrong. Don't deceive yourself. Make the right choices. If you love God, walk in preparation of what is going to come. Be, do what is right. Do what is right. If you love the Lord perfectly, you will be safe and even bold on the day of judgment. Your judgment will be based on question one. Question one is the most important question on your exam question or exam paper. Question one is the compulsory question. Is that not so? Yeah. Question one comes with more marks. Every written paper, there's one question that has more, maybe 25 marks. It's a compulsory question. Then you have four questions. So you have to choose maybe two from it. You know, optional. And you see the optional questions have minor score. Yeah. Compulsory question. When you, when you hit it, Charlie, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Did you love the Lord? You see, the day you appear before God, you can't lie. Yeah. You can't lie. You can't say, Lord, you know I love you. Even Peter. You see, Jesus Christ was making Peter understand what you will be asked on the day of judgment. Do you love me? Lovest thou me three times? Then he said, you know my heart. And in, in the heart of Peter, he loved God. He loved Jesus to the extent that he was ready to cut somebody's head off to save him. <laughs> he loved him so much that he wanted to even stop him from dying. But he said, no, that one is not. No, Satan is the one who wants to stop me from dying. Yeah, get thee behind me, Satan. As for the death, it will come. Yeah, yeah. Do you love him? Church. Do we love God? When we love God, you see, Jesus Christ said something in the next scripture. He said, and the second is like unto the first. Love thy neighbor as thyself. When you love God, you will love people. You won't speak evil about people. You won't destroy people. You won't accuse people. The, the work of Satan is an, is an accuser of the brethren. You won't destroy people. You won't say bad things about people. Some of you, it is because you don't love God. That's why you destroy people. Yeah. You say things that hurt people's soul. One sister got a job. And there was this boss harassing her, harassing her. I mean, all kinds of things. And she resisted this guy. She didn't allow him to have his way. And then something happened. And this guy, he, he set the lady up. So that it's like the blame and everything will be upon this lady because he wanted her to lose her job. Yeah, that's how demons are. When they don't get to take advantage of you, they want to terminate you. Yeah. You see, those of you who, that's why the Bible says, neither give place to the devil. When you allow Satan into your life, he becomes your, uh, uh, your, your partner. He will make you drink. He will make you watch pornography. He will make you walk in disobedience. And you feel that you are okay. He's got you. Yeah. 
He's got you. So he's riding on you. He's moving with you. And sometimes in the church, the people who are accused are people who take a certain stand. Yeah. That's why you have to be careful when you hear people destroying others. It's Satan who is at work. The accuser of the brethren. This sister was set up by this brother and the brother was a Christian brother. Married brother, you are taking advantage of women who are under you. Yeah. But you see, the lady had confided in another woman who was very spiritual and at a certain level. And the woman told her that don't allow him and don't give him any space. If he tries to forcefully do anything, just come and report. So the girl resisted all the advances, you know, you know, all the things. But now the guy has come to attack in a certain way, set her up and create an impression that the problem that they've discovered, she is the one behind it. But you see, God, he fights people's battles for them. It's just like how Haman wanted to kill Mordecai and all the Jews and wipe them out. And then God turned out the situation and that he himself was hung. This guy was the one who lost his job. Because everything that he had done came up. And when they comforted him, he couldn't. Yeah, because it was so obvious that you, you work in a team and then you just take up one person as the reason why something is not working. Hey, yeah. When you, see, when you want privileges and you want peace, you don't disturb other people's peace. Yeah. You, you want a marriage, you are destroying people's marriages. Somebody marries, you say, hey, these people, you think they are happy? Every day they are fighting. Sister, if you know they are fighting, why don't you go and help them? It is because we don't love God. We don't love people. You see, when you love God, the spirit of God makes you love people, appreciate people, make you become patient with people. Me as a pastor, I see people who are some way, but I love them. But sometimes those people, they can't love other people. Yeah, that's when I get angry. At, it's like when Jesus gave the parable of the wicked servant, he owed so much and then he was forgiven. When he left the master's presence, another person who owed him less than what he was forgiven, he caught the person and put the person in prison. The master said, hey, after you have been forgiven, is that what you are going to do? Come, you will pay the money and you will go into prison. You, you won't have anything to your name. Yeah, when you don't understand you have been forgiven and you can hit your chest and say, I can't forgive. Yeah. And you see somebody and your, 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 your blood pressure can't, goes up. Yeah. You see, some of you, it's anger and unforgiveness that gives you ulcers and all these uh, 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 palpitations and, and, and chest pains. Yeah. De demons, demons, when they are in your soul, they give you physical ailments. I'm telling you. Yeah. You don't, you don't understand it. Yeah. You want to live long. But, you see, you can say something to somebody and the person's soul will never be able to live. It's like when you, you see, when you are in a church and you can say something for somebody to leave the church, it would have been better if you were not born. It's in the scriptures. Because you have found a church eh, as a sanctuary and you come you are blessed. You are happy. But you can say something about somebody and the person will leave. We had a sister who, who, who had fibroids. And the thing was growing. She bleeds and, I mean, all kinds of complications. They said they have to operate on her. She was losing weight. All kinds of complications. When they did the operation, somebody who is her friend in the church said that she has gone to commit abortion. And she nearly died. Yeah. 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 I, you, you see, I mean, can you imagine if, 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 if you are in such a situation, is that what you want somebody to say about you? Ah, even if the person committed abortion and is about to die and the person has not died, do you come even to say it? Even if, even if, yeah, then you come, lift up your hands and pretend as if you are spiritual. Hey, my time is up. It's 8 o'clock. Stand to your feet, everybody. 
three points, they are enough. If you love the Lord, you will, you will commit yourself to the most important duty. Yeah. And loving the Lord is the proper response to God's love. Think. Reflect. Yeah. That's why, you see, when you see children who are dancing, who are happy, doing something, acting, and you have a problem with it, you don't love God. Because you don't know how Satan wants to destroy these children. Give them addictions. They are children who are addicted to alcohol, pornography, all kinds of things. They, some of them ha start having sex at the age of 11. Some of them are abused. They can't even say it. And the people who abuse them, I mean, put fear in them. They become timid. And you think that, that, that this girl is a good girl. This boy is a good girl. He doesn't talk. He doesn't give problems. Fear has dominated their hearts. And they are hiding. They won't talk. Yeah. Yeah. And when they come to the house of God. That's why Jesus rebuked the people. He said, suffer the little children to come unto me. For such belong the kingdom of God. If we love God, we will allow our children to serve God. Mothers and fathers, you are wicked. You, 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 you pay fees to go and send your children to people who, who don't qualify to teach you. Your children. Yeah. But you can't respect pastors, people who are wiser. Some of the teachers who teach your children, we are wiser than them. Yeah. We had, we had a doctor who was in charge of our safe church. We had lawyers, architects, women who were handling their children. And proud mothers bring their children. They say, we can't take their children to uh, uh, the safe church. Yeah. We can't take our children to the safe church. You can't take your children to the safe church. Meanwhile, you go and pay school fees. A lot of fees for babies who can't even poo-poo. On their own. They, they, can't, they can't wipe their buttocks. They can't feed themselves. And you are paying so much money for people. If you watch videos of how they treat your children, the, the, the child poo-poos two hours, they have not wiped their buttocks. By the time you pick the child, they have nappy rash. Yeah. 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 You don't love God, so you don't fear the things of God. Don't love it. You don't want your children to be brought up in the fear and in the nature of God. If you love God, you, you, I thank God for my father. I realized that throughout his life, what was important to him was for us to love God. We didn't understand it. Yeah. We didn't understand it. Because you feel, you feel odd when you are a child and, and you are not careful and demons take over your life. You won't even like, you, when you don't like God, it's a sign of demonic presence. Yeah. You don't like church. Yeah. Oh, I've seen parents who have grown and have regretted not bringing up their children in the fear of God. And they've educated their children, giving them all the nice things of life, but they, they realize that they've made mistakes. Yeah. Today, children are being told to choose their sex. Yeah. 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 Your, your child is in uh, grade, grade 4, grade 5. They are making them go on gay pride match. Forcing their children to support homosexuality and lesbianism. As, uh, 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 and uh, Teaching them that a, a man and a man can be a father and a mother. And a woman and a woman can be a mother and a father. People who don't love the Lord are leading us. And we who love him are like them. If you love him, there are some things you won't, you won't do. Yeah. It, is the, it is at the heart of everything that our life produces. The love of God. Yeah. And the Lord directs your heart into loving God and into his appearance. Lift up your hand. Thank him. Father, pray that there will be a stirring up in your heart tonight. 
everything about your life should revolve on one thing the love you have for God and the love you have for people love thy neighbor as thyself what you want God to do for you and what you want to see in your life is that what you pray for others to have me I, I'm happy when people prosper they do well I don't want to I can't take pride in somebody falling and having problems it, it breaks my heart sometimes when you are pushing people it is as if you are, you, you are, you are injuring them it's because you don't love God. You can't see it in somebody who wants you to love God and to serve Him. And you can follow somebody who is pushing you away from God and see that person as the one who loves you and thinks about you. No. No. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hand and thank Him. Speak to Him. Yes. Yes. There is a day we will appear and we will answer in our body what we have done. And we cannot escape that day. We cannot. We cannot. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Yes. Lift up your hands. Thank him. Yes. Oh, yes. Speak to him. Let him help you love him. Let him help you understand your place is a son or a daughter of God. And your place is to love and to cherish him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Everything in you must be to his pleasing. And when you find that, you find peace and rest. Yes. You find peace and rest. Thank you. Jesus, I love you. Yes. Oh, yes. Because you care. Love him. Pray that you you will fall in love with him. For he loved us so much that he gave his only his only begotten son. It means something. It means something. The love of God surpasses all. The love of God cannot be explained. It's so much. It's overwhelming. Yes. It's, 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 it beats anything that you can have in this life. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you were in there, can you imagine what would have happened if he was not there? Jesus, I love you. It's a simple song. Just sing along. Because you care. Because you care. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. If you weren't there. Oh, let's sing it again. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. confession yes jesus i yes. love you i love you i love you jesus i love you i love you because you care because you care 
Thank you, Jesus. Lord, give us grace to be drawn into your love, to be drawn into intimacy with you, for you loved us. Therefore, help us to love you back. Lord, bless our hearts. Take away deceptions. Build a hedge around this heart, around this soul, around this mind, and preserve us blameless until your coming. Help us to walk in love. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Everybody, close your eyes. Stand where you are. Don't move. Nobody moves. Now, you are here this evening. Maybe somebody invited you or you came on your own or you've been coming all the while but you can know and see right now that you fall short of the love that you need to have for God. It is only God's help that makes us grow in loving him. Sometimes when he has forsaken you, there's nothing you can do. That's why he told Joshua, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And these words were also repeated by Jesus. He said, I will be with you always, even unto the end. There's nothing more promising than the presence of God in our lives. And you can see that you are far away from that grace. You need him to come into your heart and into your life. And it is your confession. It is not somebody's prayer for you. It is what you confess that you walk in. But sometimes we can intercede for you, but your heart, that's why some people are never saved because their hearts are determined not to believe and to serve and to, and to love God. But if you are convicted in your heart and drawn to him, and this evening you want to say, Pastor, help me. Help me pray with, uh, uh, help me pray to God that I want to love him. I want to surrender my life tonight. Lift up your hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. If that is your desire, that is your personal desire, lift up that right hand. I want to pray with you because you, you know God has been speaking to you. Yes. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift it up. I want to pray with you. Lift it up. Lift it up. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody's heart is for God. What a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's hand should be up, but you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are thinking, should I do it? Should I, should I wait? No, do it now. You may not have another time. You may not have another opportunity. And sometimes one of the powers of Satan is to prevent you from coming into the presence. Yeah. And you see that when you walk out, you can't even come back. Yeah. Let the door not be shut on you. Tonight, you want to give your heart and your life to the Lord. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. This is the last call. Lift up that hand. I want to pray with you. Yes. You know something has to change. You know something has to be lifted up. You know your work must be renewed. You know sometimes there is unforgiveness. There is doubt. There is mistrust for God. And you can't, you can't even look at people and love them. Eish. That's why God is speaking to all of us. Thank you. If your hand is lifted up, come forward. I want to pray with you. Jesus, Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Everybody, wherever you are, close your eyes. Everybody, wherever you are, close your eyes. Everybody's personal prayer is to God this evening for a blessing and for a touch of his love and his mercy. Lift your hands. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your reassurance. Thank you for establishing my heart in your truth. Lord, direct my heart into loving you and into trusting you with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind. Take away any pain and any burden that sets me away from you. Deliver my heart from deceptions 
from strongholds. Deliver my mind from every bondage. Set me free into loving you and into loving people as I would love myself from today. Be my guide and be my shield and bring me closer into your love and your mercy. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You are blessed. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.